Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In English, sometimes questions are not always questions. Wrap your mind around that for a second. Sometimes questions are answers. Yes, you heard that correctly. We use questions to respond to a question, believe it or not. And we can also use questions to reply to statements. So today I'm going to share with you some examples and show you how the pronunciation of responding with a question and asking a question are different. Let's get into it. Standalone pronunciation is different from connected speech pronunciation. But what about pronunciation for emphasis? How do we stress certain sounds when we want to make a point of something? So to illustrate this point, let's take a look at a few examples of responding with a question. And then we'll compare that pronunciation to the pronunciation that we would find in connected speech. Okay, so the first example, the question is, do you want me to make dinner tonight? And the answer is, can you? I have meetings all afternoon. Right, so the question you would have asked if they hadn't offered would be, can you make dinner tonight? Followed by, I have meetings all afternoon. Right? Can you make dinner tonight? I have meetings all afternoon. And remember that with connected speech, the question would be, can you, can you make dinner tonight? Right? And because the important thing in the question is making dinner, that is what is being emphasized. But when answering the question, can you, becomes loud and clear with a different pronunciation. Right, so responding with can you shows that you are so happy that they offered to make dinner and that you didn't even have to ask them. Example two, I'm going to Whole Foods right now. We're running low on butter. Could you? That'd be great. Okay, so the question you could have asked the person, right, if they didn't offer to go to the supermarket would be could you go to Whole Foods or running low on butter? Could you go to Whole Foods or running low on butter? Or you could just ask, could you go to Whole Foods? And remember with this pronunciation with connected speech, when you're asking it as a question, it is reduced to Q, right? So Q, could you, Q, go to Whole Foods, right? And that's when you're asking the question. However, when answering, with the question form, you're actually emphasizing those words, right? So instead of saying Q, it actually becomes could you, right? I can hear it nice and clear, and clearly here the pronunciation is different. So the idea is that you are pleased 
that they're going to do something to help you out. And you can just answer with the two worded question response, which is not really a question at all in this context, is it? But it's actually an answer. Could you? Could you? Could you? You can also add an extra sentence if you want to express your gratitude and or give an explanation, and that's entirely up to you. But you could also just say, could you? All right, great. So let's go to the third example. I'll share my notes with you. And the person responds, will you? Thanks so much. Right, so the question that you might have asked, had they not offered, would have been something like, will you share your notes from class with me? I've got a doctor's appointment, right? So we added that extra explanation. I've got a doctor's appointment. So could you share your notes with me, right? And the connected speech pronunciation is will you or could you, right? So will you share your notes with me? Will you share your notes with me? But when we're responding with that as the answer, it's will you? And we hear that nice and clear because we are emphasizing how happy we are that they offered to share their notes with us. So will you, right? So that's, that's what we can hear nice and clear. All right, example four, statement is, I'm going to pick you guys up from the airport Friday night. So as a question, it could have been, do you want me to pick you up from the airport Friday night? And right, so the pronunciation with connected speech is do you, right? Do you want me to pick you up from the airport? Do you? Now the answer is, would you? Otherwise, we could Uber it, right? Would you? Would you? And the pronunciation is nice and clear, right? It's would you, not will you. But if they didn't offer and you wanted to ask them, then this would be the question. All right, well, actually, I have a formula for you. So what do you do? You take the potential question you would have asked, and you turn it into your answer, but it is still a question. At this point, they've already committed to it and you're not actually asking them any question at all. So it's rather rhetorical, but you are still emphasizing it because you are expressing your thanks and your gratitude, but it is no longer a question. So now that you know the formula, we're going to take a look at a few other examples. And so for these, I'll give you a few seconds to think about what the answer in question form could be. All right, are you ready for the little quiz? Let's get started. Okay, quiz, part one. I'm going to pull an all-nighter because I have so much studying to do, right? And to pull an all-nighter means to stay up all night because you're studying really hard or you're writing papers or studying for an exam, that kind of thing. All right, so what would be the best question answer here? Is it could you, should you, will you? Let me give you a second to think about that. All right, the answer is should you, as in should you do that, should you? do that? Should you be pulling an all-nighter? Is that really a good idea? Is that good for your health? Right? And so this is actually the best reply because as a good friend, you're genuinely concerned about their health and well-being. Pulling an all-nighter means not getting any sleep. So 
you're actually questioning them. You're second guessing their choice and you're challenging them, right? Should you? Do you really think that's wise? Should you? Okay, part two. I'm going to do an internship this summer. All right. Is the best reply, would I, can I, or should I? I'm going to give you a second to think about that. All right, so what do you think? Should I, right? Okay, why? Because the question would be, should I do a summer internship too? Or should I get a job this summer, right? You're doing a summer internship. Should I? So you're sort of asking their advice in a way, and you're using the should I as a great way to answer the question, as in what's your opinion? What's your take on this? Okay, great. I hope you're starting to get the idea here. And now for part three, I'm thinking about applying to study abroad, maybe in Europe or Southeast Asia. I haven't decided yet. All right, so what would be a good answer here. Are you? Will you? Won't you? What do you think is the best reply? Let me give you a second. All right. Are you is the best answer here because the question is, are you applying to study abroad? Are you? Are you? And the person just told you what they're doing. So the correct answer is, are you? Like, are you now? Are you? Right? And that shows interest. It shows a little bit maybe of an element of surprise, but that would be the best answer. Okay. Part four. You have a leaf in your hair. Let me get that out for you. Okay. So someone has a leaf in their hair and they're saying, let me get that out for you. So how would you respond to this with a question? All right. Should I? Do I? Can I? All right. Do I? Right? Because if you were to ask the person, you might say, do I have anything in my hair? Or if you are suspecting that there's a leaf in your hair, you could say, do I have a leaf in my hair? So do I would be the best answer, right? Because you've used the formula, you think about what that might be in an actual question form, and then you make that your response. All right, part five. You're so funny and you don't even know it. All right. What's the answer here? The answer would be, am I? Right, because if you turned it into a declaration or a declarative sentence, it would become, I am so funny and I don't even know it. But people don't usually talk like that about themselves, right? It would come off as a little strange, like as if they were boasting or talking about themselves too much, right? And I am, as a question, actually turns into am I. So that makes more sense now, right? You really just have to use the magic formula and think about it in terms of what the question would be, right? So you're answering the question or the statement with words that generally start a question, but in this context, they become the answers, right? So the way you respond using these questions is based on what question you would have asked them or what question they would have asked you. 
If we answer this two-worded question, we are not using the pronunciation of connected speech. As you saw, the pronunciation with the question like can you, can you, turns into can you, right? So there's a slight adjustment that we have to make pronunciation-wise, right? So instead, we're going to articulate the words and really make a point of emphasis with them, right? Notice how there are no other words in the answer. It's just, can you, would you, could you, should I, right? And so the emphasis is on those two worded question words. So those are some examples of responding with a two worded question. Connected speech, standalone pronunciation, and pronunciation for emphasis all carry slightly different pronunciation. So not all pronunciation is created equal, even though the words that we're pronouncing look the same on paper. So when you're emphasizing something, think about what is the most important point that you would like to get across as you speak these words. Notice how you can answer the question with the question that you would have asked but didn't need to ask because either the other speaker already kindly offered to do something or because they asked the question that you were going to ask. So this is a great technique to use when you wanna show your thanks and appreciation and even your surprise or asking for advice. All right, advanced English learners, thank you so much for joining me for this lesson. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, give it a big thumbs up. And as you know, the full transcript of this lesson can be found on our blog. So be sure to check that out at advancedenglish.co forward slash blog. And for those of you who prefer to listen to this lesson, then definitely check out our podcast. It's available on our website and wherever you download and listen to podcasts. And if you love the podcast, then please be sure to leave us a nice review. That really helps us out. All right. I will see you in the next one where we're going to continue advancing your English together. Until then, keep up the awesome work and I will see you soon. Bye for now. Thank you.